Welcome back to Beyond Texas. It was my plan this week to upload a story about Joan of Arc, but unfortunately the affairs of the world have interfered and I have not yet completed that story. Next week, I should have it done. In the meantime, I wanted to share with you a couple of shorter pieces as part of a collection I've put together for my daughter, Scarlett, who is now six years old. But I plan to give her this when she's about 16 or 17, a collection I call Literature I've Loved. Hopefully this will be a collection of things that will be inspirational to her and will be useful long after I'm gone. It may tell her more about me than anything else I can leave her. A literary heirloom of sorts. It will have some of my stories, but a lot that I've collected from other places and literatures around the world. So I'll share with you a couple of these that are inspirational pieces, I think, that have been particularly impactful for me all my life. The first one is called The Invitation. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for, and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dream, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow, if you have been opened by life's betrayals, or have become shriveled and closed from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide it or fade it or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful, to be realistic, to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself. If you can hear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul. If you can be faithless and therefore trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty even when it's not pretty every day. And if you can source your own life from its presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine, and still stand at the edge of the lake and shout to the silver of the full moon, yes. It doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done to feed the children. It doesn't interest me who you know or how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or water with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. That poem is by Oriah Mountain Dreamer. What a name. The second one I heard years and years ago when I was in college read by a professor, and it had a great impact on me, and it stayed with me ever since. I used it actually a portion of it in one of the stories for my book as an illustrative, just an illustrative stanza. But here it is. It's called Memo to the 21st Century by Philip Appleman. 
It was like this once. Sprinklers mixed our marigolds with someone else's flocks, and the sidewalks under maple trees were lacy with August shade. And whistles called at eight and fathers walked to work. And when they blew again, men in tired blue shirts followed their shadows home to grass. That is how it was in Indiana. Towns fingered out to the country once, where brown-eyed daisies waved a fringe on orchards and cattle munched at clover and fishermen sat in rowboats and were silent. And on gravel roads, boys and girls stopped their cars and felt the moon and touched and the quiet moments ringed and focused, lakes, moon, flowers. That is how it was in Indiana. But we are moving out now. We are scraping the world smooth where apples blossomed, paving it over for cars. In the spring, before the clover goes purple, we mean to scrape the hayfield, and next year the hickory woods. We are pushing on, our giant diesel snarling. And I think of you. The billions of you, wrapped up in your 21st century concrete. And I want to call to you to let you know that if you dig down, down past wires and pipes and sewers and subways, you will find a crumbly stuff called Earth. Listen. In Indiana once, things grew in it. I love that. Think of it all the time. So these are the two short poems I wanted to share with you this week as a kind of placeholder in this podcast for next week when I will talk to you about Joan of Arc. Until then, as I always say, get out there and tell some stories of your own. Write me anytime at wfstrongpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.